Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. Our next group up is Neurological Recovery for the Armed Services. In studio with me is their grant writer and media manager, Francie Harridge-Wilson. How are you doing today? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much for having me. Really excited to be here. Okay, let's talk a little bit about how you found this organization. I'm always fascinated how people find the organization that they're a part of because their background might be completely different. Certainly. I was found for this job. Uh, This job found me through Indeed, actually. I have a nonprofit background as a freelance grant writer and through my own volunteer work in university. And I was actually interviewing for another position at the time, and I, I chose this one because of the potential for growth, uh, not just personally, but the potential to grow as an organization and to provide a new standard of care for patients, I think that's huge. Our vision statement is to model and inspire comprehensive care, not just for veterans, but as healthcare systems evolve naturally on their own. Um, something that's so unique about our clinic is the ability to provide all of the different modalities in an outpatient clinic. Um, typically, that standard of care is reserved for large-scale institutions like MD Anderson, Cleveland Clinic, MassGen, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and we have it all in a renovated warehouse here in Fort Worth off of Camp Bowie. Um, and as you told me, no small endeavor. Your, your yeah. space is huge, correct? It's over 60,000 square feet um, and nearly full to the brim with all sorts of stuff. Uh, we have a pool. We have robots. Uh, we have, you know, typical physical therapy equipment of low tables, weights, PT bands, stuff that uh, it took me a long time to learn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a chemistry minor, so I can somewhat keep up with all of the clinicians okay, and the doctors. Okay, that's good. All right, so you do have at least a little bit of a science brain. Yeah. Science okay. terminology like proprioceptive input. Uh, I, I did have to research, but I caught on relatively quick. Um, I think my learning curve was all right. So I've been able to name I, drop a few things. Is there an easy things. way to s- explain what that means? Proprioceptive input is the body's awareness of itself in space. Okay. So if you are reaching out to grasp something, you need to know how your arm is extending if you're going to pick up a glass and not drop all the water on the floor. All right. Yeah. Okay. It's so- it's just fancy. It's it's the scientist's way of making you feel silly. It's great. I love it. Uh, you're always learning new things on a show like this. It really sounds like this is the way things should be done for America's veterans. We're talking about a place that, to me, sounds very futuristic and almost like some kind of division of NASA or something really cool. (laughs) Um, But this is not the case for the vast majority of America's veterans. Unfortunately, yes. Nonprofits in general exist because current systems are either not entirely effective or there's still work left to be done. Um, You know, you wouldn't have third-party organizations if the current model was working as it should be. So, yes, we believe that entirely, Um, not to sit here and, you know, criticize the way (laughs) things are. Diplomatic. (laughs) Yes, and and to that point, given the climate 
politically, socially at the moment, we are hoping to keep this nonpartisan. We don't want it to be a conservative or liberal issue. We firmly believe that veterans welfare is something that can be accessible from both sides of the aisle. I think America's done a lot better with that. And I don't think that I've run into any organizations that really have had to deal with that. Now, I'm sure that that may or may not be true, but it seems like culturally we, we've shifted that way. And uh it's a wonderful thing to see. But I'm glad that you guys are still conscious of it and it's something that you actually think about because I think that's important. If they need the help, they need to get it no matter what. I so. agree. All right. Now, you have said that you guys are a part of the Neurological Recovery Center. Why make a, a different organization simply for veterans? Something we wanted to have in our nonprofit is a unique culture for veterans given the trauma and PTSD that sometimes occurs with military service. We wanted to reserve a special place, a special space in isolation, not necessarily for everybody else's benefit, but theirs. Um, we have one patient who himself has been through so much, and he has described the clinic not only as a place to heal, but as a place, as he said, to deal with the war between his ears, which is so remarkably profound. Um, he is a frequent user of one of our primary machines, the Hakoma Locomat, which is a robotic gait training machine. Uh, it stands you upright, it moves your legs, and all of the locomats are fitted with mirrors at the end so the patient can see his or herself upright and moving normally and they can themselves feel undamaged, not that they are in any way, but again, the psychology that surrounds a lot of these injuries can be very tough. And this patient, I, I made a point to interview him when I first started about what it was like to be in our clinic and to receive that type of care. And I asked him what it was like the first time he got on a locomat, and he said he just cried. And he, who has been through so much for this to be the thing that brought him to that level of emotion, I think really speaks to the profound nature of care that we can provide. And, and also to have a community around him that understands those moments of emotion and to have Similar organizations nearby, like Brothers Keepers, who was our referral for this show, is, I think, very beneficial both for them and for the clinicians who treat them. You know, it's it's hard not to be entirely dedicated to your job when you see moments like that on the day-to-day. -day. Were you surprised by the impact uh, that this organization has on the people that partake in its services? Because sometimes it takes you a while to get your feet wet and kind of figure an organization out, especially when you're new. So was this a, a quick thing for you where you immediately realized that this was going to be a place that you would not only want to stick around, but that you knew was going to have the kind of impact that you were looking for? From the first few moments of my interview, which was a walking interview around the facility, I felt the just power of the organization. Um, and I, I use that phrase intentionally for for the technology and the scope and the drive that all of those machines do, quite literally moving patients and pushing them forward with powerful, intentional motion, but also the sociology behind it and what this outreach can do for veterans and, again, to inspire healthcare models elsewhere. Is a therapeutic approach, uh, at least mentally, a part of the services that you offer? We try to be holistic. We have physical therapists who are both professionally and personally brilliant. Our director of physical therapy, Randall Williams, is sharp as a tack. He, he's the one who taught me things like proprioceptive input. So he's he thinks on a different plane than the rest of us, and I'm, I'm trying to keep up. Okay. So you have very clinical, objective 
physical therapy applied, but we also have yoga and massage and acupuncture. And most impressively, we have virtual reality. And when I spoke with our software engineer about how she does what she does and why she does it, she said that virtual reality offers a medium for patients to escape their own pain and limitation, which when you're dealing with PTSD and the tough psychology around TBI and spinal cord injury can be remarkable. She said that she's had a patient who had terrible tremors put on a VR headset and suddenly the tremors ceased. It's We don't know why yet either is the thing. That's part of what she's doing is researching how VR can work in a medicinal capacity because most of virtual reality is reserved for video games and entertainment purposes. And she took this job and created her own company, Neuro Rehab VR, which is also in proximity. It's part of the same building and complex to make that work accessible for for wellness and healing purposes rather than just entertainment. I understand how you would use yoga and massage in this capacity. I get it. Do you know, do you have any examples of how they're using VR or what they would be doing? Certainly. So if you have a patient trying to extend his or her arm after a stroke or some sort of TBI, and it can only go past, say, 45 degrees, and they put a virtual reality headset on and give you a game like Fruit Ninja, and the patient start, you know, they have a third-party objective. It's an external incentive to move their arm and, as I said, to be taken outside of their own what they think they can do. And then they move their arm 55 degrees. It happens. Wow. And we don't necessarily know why. But there is a theory called neuroplasticity. And it's, again, something involved in a lot of the modalities that we offer in the clinic Neuroplasticity is the idea of a mind-body connection and the brain's ability to rewire and heal around a damaged area. Virtual reality clearly has some part in that. The research just has not been conducted yet, and that's part of what we're doing. And especially in regards to the psychology and, you know, mental wellness of a patient can make a world of difference. This is so cool. I I didn't I don't write a lot of notes down for my interviews, but neuroplasticity was definitely one of them. So so I'm glad that yeah. you, you brought it up. The idea of using these experimental technologies does not seem like something that you guys shy away from. Is is using experimental technology something that you guys are definitely jumping towards? We certainly are, and that stems from our origin story. Mr. Conti's son had a traumatic brain injury, and Mr. Conti started this clinic with the intent of getting his son well, walking. Was he in the armed Fully services recovered. or was this a non? Not at all. Okay. Our advocacy for veterans and military came from having them in our clinic just by happenstance. We okay. met them and I asked, that was a question for me when I started my job was why veterans? Why is this our advocacy as opposed to so many others? And Bruce told me the courtesy and the respect that the patients we had in the original clinic commanded and offered um, and the unique atmosphere surrounding them was just so moving that that was what brought him to do this. He himself has no affiliation. There's not any sort of tragic backstory. It was just we met them. We loved them. We started a clinic for them. My guest today is Francie Harridge-Wilson. She's the grant writer and media manager for neurological recovery for the armed services. We were talking a little bit off mic about how new this organization is. I know it's part of the Neurological Recovery Center. Uh, Has that been around for a while? Or is that relatively new as well? 
Neurological Recovery Center themselves are still kind of new. That was founded in late 2015, early 2016. Mm. We only got our IRS designation as a 501c3 nonprofit at the end of 2017. Whoa. Yeah, we're brand new. And as I said, we're <laughs> operating out of 60,000 square feet of space, and uh, we need people to fill it. So part of why I'm here today is to just sort of expand our outreach. And if anyone knows a patient who might be a good fit for our services, we encourage you to call and get in touch. We love to give tours, by the way. So whether it's for patient care or potential fundraising, it's a remarkable facility. I myself was struck on a personal level when I interviewed. And typically the response when we bring people in is, oh, my God, wow. I'm trying to get out of the studio more. And this place, I want to go check this yes, out. Yes, please. You guys are in Fort Worth. Where are you located about? 6913 Camp Bowie. We're about a quarter mile east of the big traffic circle with Camp Bowie, Southwest Boulevard, and Altamir. Okay. So we're just adjacent to the middle of nowhere and yet just adjacent to downtown. So we're... I like where we're located. So I was going to say, so basically North Texas positioning for nearly any entity. Correct. Kind of out in the middle of nowhere, also kind of close to everything. Correct. Okay, good. Are you actually close to the Neurological Recovery Center, or we're, is that completely off-site? We're in the same facility. It's it in is the same, same building. Facility. Yeah, there are two shared spaces, and that is our aquatic center and the virtual reality suite. I was going to ask how you guys were able to amass all this equipment in such a large space in such a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So that's really how you guys were able to do yes. it. Yes. And to that point, because our parent clinic was founded by Bruce Conti, a real estate businessman out of Fort Worth, our expenses are very low. He did all of this out of his own pocket for his son. And as a nonprofit, he's extending that for philanthropy and charity to us as well. So our lease on the building is very, very low. I was actually going to ask about that because the fundraising that must have gone into some of the machines that you're talking about, which I'm sure is only a fraction of what you guys actually have, I mean, it's going to be crazy expensive. So a lot of this was personally funded by him? Correct. That's unbelievable. It is. Our parent clinic, NRC, is an S-Corp. They're a for-profit organization. So they have revenue coming in as well. Ours is a nonprofit. However, we still accept and bill insurance, similar to the St. Jude model. Okay. So we bill insurance and accept the reimbursement there, but whatever deductibles and co-pays come out of our own monetary pot. Um, that's how the St. Jude model operates. Um, we just absolve the cost that insurance doesn't cover, so it, it does help us financially as a nonprofit. We need donations and we need funding. Uh, you know, we can't sell our services. They're all entirely free of charge. So it, it is a unique financial situation, yeah. alleviated greatly by the philanthropy of our president and founder. We're, we're, we're talking today really about who this organization is, but I would say the purpose of this is to try and get more people in there. We want to fill this building up so everybody can get these amazing services. Currently, how are you finding most of the people that are at your facility? Similar to our par parent clinic, it's word of mouth. Jack Fanning and Brothers Keepers are a wonderful organization who brought us here, and they've also been spreading the word about us. Um, I've been in touch with some VFW postings, Veterans of Foreign Wars. We've tried uh, to get in touch with the VA, and we're hoping as well more to just find niche nonprofits similar to ours. I know that there's an organization at Texas Women's University called Project Invest that's on my to-do list, reaching out to them because they provide they got their funding through a Paralympic grant, I believe, and they have basketball and athletics for disabled vets. Um, so organizations like that that I have yet to find a contact for, 
as well as the ones you gave me speaking off air before we started. Yeah. We're just more trying to network and see what there is and who we can bring in. Have you been shocked at the amount of resources that are available in the North Texas area? Not true. I grew up in Fort Worth, so I, I okay. understand the philanthropy. I understand the sentimentality surrounding veterans being in the South as well. Sure. That has a, a large impact on what all we can achieve through through the culture here in DFW. How do people start at this organization? When you come in the first day, what's that first step in the journey? We just hired some newbies. And similar to me on my first day, you're sort of looking around like, what is this place? We're in a renovated warehouse, sort of on the outskirts of a big city, surrounded by the type of equipment and technology you would expect to see in CERN or something in Switzerland. Hakoma is actually a Swiss-based company. So not to... We're not dealing with CERN, sorry. <laughs> but it it seems otherworldly, and it's so impressive and remarkable, and it admittedly makes you question how well you're going to do because you're surrounded by such high-level equipment. You yourself have to be excellent. And something I love to say is that all of this equipment wouldn't work without the expertise and skill of our physical therapists. The robots are nothing without the brilliance of the therapists who command them. And something that's so beneficial there is these robotic gait training apparati- apparatuses. What's the word there? Apparati sounds good. It does. Uh, I took Latin for a few years in middle school. I should know this. Apparatus. Modalities. Modalities. <laughs> these robotic modalities free the hands of our clinicians to work on the peripheral, often overlooked aspects of gait training, like alignment and weight bearing and things, so they can really zone in on that which they most need to as opposed to just struggling to get a patient upright held between a physical therapist and his assistant and just trying to get them to move their legs. Their legs are already moving. Now mm-hmm. you can work on getting the step right, getting the alignment right, making sh- making sure that they're supporting themselves in the chest the way they need to be and getting their core strength moving and operating the way it should. What about for the people that are partaking in these services? Again, we we like to have a candid, open, fun atmosphere. So I think that's what makes the biggest impact for our patients, especially on the veteran side, is mm. the culture we have. And as I said earlier, our, our one vet who got up there and just cried, the psychological aspects alone of the locomat is huge. There are certain physiological components that are huge, like getting circulation back up, getting muscle tone improved, establishing weight-bearing and proprioceptive input, yes. But seeing yourself upright and moving is huge. And you get to feel like you're a part of the humanity that you once were. This is not to say that disabled vets are not still there. But I know that oftentimes you feel limited. Yeah. And in our clinic, I think I'd like to think you feel whole. You feel capable. You feel surrounded by positive, fun, progressive therapies. Stagnation is not present. At NRAS, we like to move forward, and we invest in the innovative technologies to help you do so. The approach to each patient is going to have to be very specifically tailored. But do you have programs that people kind of follow? Is there a general path that most patients take when they show up to the center, or is this a thing where it's just however it's going to work for you is the way it's going to work, and we're just going to adapt to that? It's case by case, certainly, and it's immediate feedback. So, for instance, with our virtual reality, one game might be more of an incentive for one patient than another. And if something seems to work, because there's not a lot of research there to dictate 
what protocol a patient should and should not be put on. You get to figure it out as you go. And whatever seems to be working, we can immediately tailor treatment plans to what seems to be working and figure out the why of it later and the recovery of it now. And as well, we don't really discharge patients all that often. We're an outpatient clinic already, Mm. so there's not really a timeline. People will be with us for several weeks, several months, several years. So this really is a process, of a continuing process. Correct. Traumatic brain injury and spinal cord injury is a long journey. It's not something like a broken ankle that heals up in a few weeks and you're fine for the rest of your life. It can be a very long process. And speaking to the inefficacies of other systems in place, it's hard to maintain the standard of care that we offer long term Mm. because it's very expensive. And that's, again, why our services are free on our side is because of the expense. To that point, it's only with that standard of care we feel that you can truly get better. It's by covering all of your bases, using all of the modalities present, and exercising vigilance in the care that we provide. Are the patients mentally prepared for what they're getting themselves into when they show up? I could see this as being a very overwhelming place when you've already gone through so much and you're not getting the kind of help that you need and you're certainly not using emerging technologies When they first show up, are they kind of shocked at what's now available to them? Some are. I would imagine some aren't because they've heard Okay. through word of mouth. Most of the patients that we have acquired has been through word of mouth and social media. So I think most of them have a preconception of what they're getting into when they they walk in. That being said, I don't think anything really can truly prepare you for it. That was more my point where it seems that you might be able to check out something on Instagram But the difference between looking at it or hearing word of mouth and actually seeing it and certainly experiencing these things is probably going to be very different. Also, just the size of the facility. It's huge. Yeah. My office is as far as you possibly can get from (laughs) the other side of the clinic. So I get my steps in on a day-to-day basis. Yes. That's really funny. It's huge. Talk to me a little bit about what services are offered to families or is this something that benefits the whole family. When the patient is in there working and making these achievements, is that where the families receive the benefit or are there programs that everybody kind of works together on? We have, again, a very candid atmosphere. So our patient's families are typically with the patient while they're doing the work, which is just as beneficial for them, seeing their loved one improve, seeing the positivity that this clinic brings their loved one is huge. We also have patients bring their dogs in, which is super fun. There are little kiddos. We have a pediatric corner in the parent clinic. Okay. Not on the armed services side. Again, we wanted to create a sense of military culture um, and and for those with PTSD, a sort of sanctuary on the other side, which is admittedly a bit quieter. Right. So the pediatric side, that's that's pretty removed from armed services. But they pass that on their way in. They get to see smiles and laughter and bubbles and cool toys and dogs, which is as a professional who works there, I like having dogs in the office. It's really good for me. This sounds, I mean, this really does sound like a phenomenal place. I mean, it seems like a great place to work, and I'm excited about the work that you guys are, are really just starting to get into. The idea that you're kind of hoping that people can find you guys and come in, I think that that's going to be not a problem real fast. Are you expecting, are you, are you really kind of almost enjoying these moments, that the early days, because you know it's going to get crazy soon? I have spoken about that exactly with so many of my coworkers. Whenever we have a lull, it's sort of, well, this isn't going to last much longer. We're just, we're just waiting to explode. 
we're we're waiting for the press, the patients, the outreach, the sentiment. It's just it's all there, just waiting to be tapped into. Let's talk about how people can get involved with this organization. If someone is listening, or if someone listening knows someone else that could use your services, how can they get involved with your organization? Simply give us a call. We're handling all the scheduling personally on Yellow Legal Pads and a newly installed scheduling system. It's, again, pretty bare bones. We're just getting started. But give us a call. I'm at that front desk. I will probably answer the phone. Okay. And I will pass you off to Randall, who's been handling that all himself because it's all of, I believe, four people on our side right now. We're, we're going to have to hire more. As we blow up and grow, we're anticipating having to make a lot more hires. But simply give us a call. Schedule a tour if you'd like. We love to show off. It's a remarkable facility. You can give us a call. We'll get that scheduled, and you can come in. All right. So we've talked about all this amazing equipment. Before we go, I do have to ask. Oh, dear. Have you tried all of the equipment that's there? Have you been able to jump in all the suits and use all the VR stuff? I've done Fruit Ninja. On okay. virtual reality. All right. It's a wonderful sense of community looking like that much of a doofus. <laughs> I never thought about that. You're, oh yeah. Oh okay. yeah. All right. But so you this, can't this see is like yourself. a team building exercise too for the employees. Oh, absolutely. And okay. the patients as well. All right. We've got one game of Tetris in one of our modalities. It's called the Zero G, it's a body weight support system. And the patients have to lunge from side to side to move the Tetris blocks as they fall. Whoa. It's hilarious. Oh, it's so much fun. That's I haven't amazing. tried that one, but I've done the Fruit Ninja. Okay. And you can't see yourself looking like a doofus. Oh, so no. you just have to trust that you look like a graceful swan I in have. actuality. <laughs> okay. That's good. I, uh, I've i seen people use VR like at the mall, you know, they have like mm-hmm. that setup. And yeah, no one looks cool. Uh, when they're doing that. So it's uh, an interesting take on that because I didn't really put that together, but you're 1 million percent correct. Oh, it's super fun. We also have something called the Vibe Plate. It's exactly what it sounds. It's a, a large platform that vibrates with quite intense frequency. I've seen these. I've heard they're, I mean, they're supposed to be really, really good for you. Absolutely. The purpose is to reduce spasticity. So by forcing a muscle to contract or release with these vibrational frequencies, it helps stroke patients, TBIs, spinal cord, who have unconscious or unintentional spasms or any sort of shaking, anything like that. Yeah. But it's super fun because you get up there, you can get up on your tiptoes and you stop feeling the vibrations from your ankles down. You go into a squat and you stop feeling it from your knees down. It's so interesting how you can target these different muscle groups just standing, which is super fun. Um, My hair was buzzing all over my face and (laughs) could really feel my lunch sitting in my stomach, but it's really fun. All right. So uh, I have to come out and check this place out. You've got a bunch of really neat equipment and you're going to be doing a lot for a lot more people very soon. I can definitely feel it. Francie Harridge Wilson is the grant writer and media manager for Neurological Recovery for the Armed Services. If you want to find them online, you can do that at nrarmservices.com or give them a call at 817-367-9882. It's been great speaking with you. Uh, I hope to have you back and maybe bring more staff or patients with you next time uh, to help us learn more about it. Thank you so much for having me today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.